4: free talk live where as always you can join the discussion share your thoughts and opinions 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that Again, that number is 603 And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie.
0: And Ian.
4: And for those who were listening last night, there was a really cringy video from the New York, I mean, New Jersey Health Department, whatever it is they're calling it. And I inadvertently closed the tab that had it in it and then couldn't find it. I do have it. So we're going to play that uh, here really soon before I actually close out of it again Coming up, though, the World Health Organization, the COVID-19 Treaty, the World Health Organization is also warning governments that you can't boost your way out of the pandemic, which sounds like it would be a great thing for the World Health Organization to say because that's obviously going to be true.
0: Well, apparently uh, Germany's not listening because they're now requiring a fourth booster.
2: Well, you can't boost your way out of the pandemic, but we have a pill well, what the World Health
4: Organization means in this particular case isn't, hey, you know, boosters aren't going to stop this. We just have to let it run its course and hope enough of us survive, That we and it looks like 98.98% of us will, that we can carry on society to some, in some meaningful capacity. Instead, they're saying, no, you're, you're hoarding these vaccines and they should be going to these South African countries or these uh, African countries. So they're just upset that uh, Western countries are, you know, keeping all the vaccines for themselves. Also, overnight, the Tiananmen Square statue that was in Hong Kong has vanished.
0: Hmm. Shocking.
4: Yeah. I mean, China has made it clear they intend to take back control of Hong Kong, and the Chinese government officially denies that anything happened at Tiananmen Square. Right. So, obviously, that had to go. Good news for people, though. The Bureau of Prisons has ruled that... Inmates can stay in home confinement after the coronavirus emergency ends. Now, for those who don't remember, because this was almost two years ago, the Department of Justice or the Bureau of Prisons, whoever, decided that there are too many people in prison during a pandemic. So we're going to let some of these nonviolent people, I think it was nonviolent ones, serve their sentences in home confinement rather than in prison. And then there was the question of, okay, but what happens when the pandemic ends are you really going to take these people out of home confinement and put them back in prison? Because that's horrible. Evidently, though, they're not going to do that. But we got all of that coming up. I want to go first to this video. Ah, uh, yes, yes. We've, we promised the, it last night. Yes. And then I stupidly close out. This is from the New Jersey Department of Health.
6: Dear Santa, I don't want games. I don't want toys. Just
1: get me the COVID vaccine. This holiday season, there's no better gift than peace of mind. Get vaccinated today. Visit covid19.nj.gov. These poor
0: kids.
4: I just... I feel bad for the child actor who even had to do that nonsense.
2: I bet no child actor actually said those words. They just had to mix them together. You want me to say I don't want toys?
0: (laughs) Well, I, I wish you were right about that, Bonnie. But the fact is, a lot of these kids they live with parents who fully believe... Every bit of propaganda that has been spewed upon them by these government agencies in the last two years, they fully buy all of the claims that COVID is some sort of an insanely deadly virus and that if you don't get vaccinated, you hate grandma and the whole thing. And they've been, you know, they've got literally Sesame Street characters yes, who they have been pimping these vaccines to them. So it comes at them at school, if they go to government school, it comes at them if they watch television and it comes at them from their their parents these kids are i'm sure as true believers as their own parents
2: whenever whenever i hear a little kid's voice saying something political like that it's just so annoying because you you know the little kid didn't think it up themselves obviously and it's just it's just so blatantly propaganda and it's like either side when i was a little kid my mom had me wear a shirt that said earth day is socialist to school. <laughs> and like when I think back to that I'm just like I didn't know what that any of that meant and I got in trouble and they made me turn it inside out. Oh
0: wow.
4: I experienced something similar. I didn't do it myself, but it was a news article many many years ago about this 6-year-old kid who had did a walk out of his classroom over something regarding gay rights or something like that. It was just so abundantly clear that the kid's parents had told him to do this? Because mm. how would a six year old even learn to walk about out? this issue in the first place, right? Much less be passionate enough about it to walk out. Because mm. I don't rem- I didn't remember being what it was like being a child until we discussed it on the show at some point. Your average six year old isn't watching the news. They're not paying any attention to this nonsense. No.
0: So luck- but they're paying attention to COVID because it you cannot ignore it. You can't I mean it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. And I was I was actually happy to see we were shopping at uh, one of the local grocers here in town tonight, Aldi, which is uh, I guess an international discount chain. And uh, I was pleased that despite the new "keen" quote unquote mask mandate, the majority of the shoppers were actually not masked tonight. So I was glad to see that.
4: From what I've heard from someone who recently went to Walmart, they encountered lower numbers of people in masks since the mandate than there were prior to it. Because when I went. It was closer to ninety percent of people being mm-hmm. in masks, and this was without the mandate. I went a few weeks ago for some reason, immediately left because it was just full of people, and I didn't want to deal with it. Mm. But it was probably ninety percent of people there were wearing masks. But now it's closer to fifty-fifty. Presumably, right. people maybe that suggests that people wanted to wear masks, but then the government said, "Hey, you have to wear a mask," and they said, "Oh yeah, no, I don't have to do anything." I doubt hm.
0: that. That's you just it's just random chance.
2: I think it is probably. kind of random because I the moose mart where i work way more people are coming in in masks now which is sad oh, but not our regulars our regulars are have not been coming in with masks and seem to not know anything about it is
0: there a signage on the door now
2: um no <laughs> yeah we let's have let's
4: talk about the signage there we
2: have a piece of paper like one inch by one inch with it is written on it i thought there was nothing on it i thought it was blank but it's so small that you can barely see it and so, it's the whole so they three took pages. all
4: three pages of the COVID-19 mask mandate that was just recently uh-huh. released, and they scaled each page down to like 110,000. So <laughs> it's it's not can even a even centimeter Can you even read it with a, microscope
0: or like a uh, no, that, m- macro magnifying
4: glass? He, unless I'm severely underestimating his printer, there, mm-hmm. there's no <laughs> way it's got that level of definition. But yeah. sure enough, if you look really, really closely, you can see in three of the corners these little bitty rectangles that look like they may have text on them. hmm and that's their mask sign. <laughs> it's very well done.
0: Well, I'm glad that they're taking a different approach at the Mighty Moose Mart these days than they did a year ago when they actually had like a shield up. And
4: yeah,
2: we will not put the plexiglass thing back up. Thank I mean, goodness. it was proven to be to not work. At least that's what my boss said that we, he wouldn't do it.
4: Good. I also have good news. Uh, I visited the Dutch restaurant here in Keene that I love so much a few days ago. There's and a I... Dutch what? restaurant in
0: Keene. Fritz.
4: Oh. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Well, they, they call themselves a
0: Dutch restaurant. I didn't know right? that. I just thought it was a sandwich and fry place. I mean, it, it is, but they yeah. call themselves a Dutch
4: okay. restaurant. I love them, too. Yeah, they're fantastic. But they closed down their lobby, and they made a Facebook post about how, to their knowledge, no one in their restaurant had contracted COVID-19 in the hmm. last two years, and no one had gotten sick at their restaurant for the last two years. Their ventilation system was just fine at keeping everyone safe. Their sanitation measures were doing just fine at keeping everyone safe. And they weren't going to require their customers to wear a mask if people wanted to. That was their choice. Yeah, he choice. never did. No. And he's doing that again this year, except they had closed their lobby. I went by today uh, driving through, mm-hmm. and the lobby had plenty of people in there okay, eating good. and not a nice. mask in sight. So
2: pres- That's good, because I felt like they were just punishing themselves, because no cop is going to enforce it, as we've learned at the Moose Mart.
4: Well, as I understand it, there's nothing to enforce. I actually meant to yep. read the letter, I mean, the mandate earlier today, and I got sidetracked and didn't actually do it. But as I understand it, there's no actual fine or punishment attached to it.
0: There is, as I understand it, if you get warned, there's a, a verbal warning first. The, a the customer, warning,
2: though, not the customer.
0: The, the written warning second, and then a $100 fine. But apparently what happened over at the Moose Mart yesterday, this is what I was told by Bonnie, uh, there, the gentleman who I believe is your roommate was in incentivized i guess <laughs> uh to not wear a mask while ordering and then somebody called the he was police asked, Hey, on you him. want a
4: free lunch yeah
0: and <laughs> so somebody called <laughs> somebody called the police on him uh for that to report him and he waited around for the police to show because he could have just left right but he waited around for the police to show up which i guess was part of the uh the arrangement and the cop Reluctantly showed up
2: with a big sigh.
0: And asked him if he was willing to give him his name so he could give him a verbal warning. <laughs> and the dude, your roommate, refused to give his name, so the cop went away. I just said, okay, <laughs> thank uh,
2: you, and left, like turned means, right around.
0: Which means that they they can't track him, right? Like they right.
4: Uh, we have to do that again with someone different though, just to get a different cop and to see their thoughts. So now what are your thoughts, Sona? It? It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us 603 283 6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603 283 6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. It's Ian. And I haven't actually checked. Presumably, we're still streaming on YouTube because people are still chatting there, but they hate us enough that even if we weren't chatting there, if there was some I mean, if we weren't streaming there, if there was some way they could continue chatting there. They would, and that's because we're constantly be getting, we're constantly been getting kicked off of various streaming platforms. Twitch has suspended us in the past. YouTube is constantly doing it. Nimo TV, some others are just constantly giving us the axe for having the audacity to speak our opinions freely. And that's why we love Odyssey so much. It doesn't do that to us. We can say whatever we want there. Video.freetalklive.com if you want to find us there. We're there every single night streaming, and we can't be censored there. We can speak our opinions. We can. Well, why well, we not do? We we don't do pornography, what? so so we we're not going to be censored there.
0: Probably not.
2: Yeah, but speaking, they would never take us down for speaking, right?
0: I don't no. think they would. And even if they
4: did, all of the videos there are ultimate. They ultimately end up on Library, which is the blockchain-based protocol behind Odyssey, and it gets, it all That's gets right. very complicated. But the summary is that we can't really be censored there. And video.freetalklive.com Com will take you directly to it. And if you're sick of getting censored, like the lady I saw yesterday who spent months of her life making a video analyzing sex in Star Trek, which never actually shows any actual sex, but the, just the subject itself
0: got the video pulled. I, I mean, have they ever even had a love scene in Star Trek? Maybe in like a movie or something? I've never seen all of I, the I'm Star sure Trek, in obviously. The,
4: I mean, there was the whole idea of William Shatner's character, uh, Captain Kirk, being mm-hmm. a ladies' man. Yeah. So presumably there were some sort of 1950s, probably risque scenes in there. Like they
2: go into another room Mm. and you just know what's happening or something. Yeah,
0: but it was the 1950s, so
4: how bad could it have been compared to what we see in 2021? And
0: so she was analyzing the first series, the 50s one? I I don't know which one.
4: It it could have been all the series as far as I know. But she was complaining about how she appealed the decision and YouTube upheld it and said, nope, this violates our community guidelines. Stop dealing with this garbage. Go to Odyssey. Subscribe to us there. There's more than a million other people who are sick of getting censored on YouTube. Video.freetalklive.com takes you directly there. And we've talked on and off about the Great Reset throughout the years, which is a confusing thing, but I think it was the New York Times. If you go there and you search for a great... They have an entire section of articles dedicated to the Great
0: Reset. It was Time Magazine, I think. Time Magazine.
4: This is a real thing that some world elites... Have planned,
0: Whatever it is, although it's not really clear if you actually try to figure out by searching and reading about like what they mean when they make the these sort of overarching, big-picture statements about what they think the Great Reset is. And even the uh, BBC article recently that came out like today to try to debunk the conspiracy theories, even it admits that it's not clear exactly what the Great Reset is.
4: Which is scary, because it's a real thing, and it does exist, and you can yeah. find... The, the people themselves at the G20 summits and the G6 summits or whatever, openly admitting that they have this plan to perform a Great Reset. And evidently, you have quotes of people saying these like, you'll own nothing and you'll love it. That's right. As though it's going to be this communist paradise where everyone shares everything
0: or no one owns anything because you're just a serf. Well, they won't use the term communism. No, when of When it comes not. to the Great Reset. They well, start- it wouldn't
4: even be communism. It would just be your same old tried and true, not tried and true, but your same old horrific socialism of just bureaucrats
0: or crony capitalism yeah. or whatever i mean you know the ism is not clear what their their viewpoint is on what they want that to be but they use terms like capitalism but they're talking taking it to a different level or something like that and i don't have the the propaganda right in front of uh, in front of me here but the bitcoin news site actually did a summary piece looking at the bbc and reuters quote-unquote fact checkers oh i love this stories so- about this So, the BBC and Reuters did a fact-checking of it. Yes, a total coincidence that BBC and Reuters, like... Wait,
2: they're doing a fact-checking of the, you know, the claims of the... The conspiracy theorists. The
0: the Great great Reset reset. conspiracy theorists. So, yeah, so essentially what's happened here
2: is... I'm sorry, I just don't know what there is to conspiracy theorize about, because they're outwardly saying that they want to do basically bad things. So I, ju- I just already... If- well,
4: they're not very clear about what exactly they want. Mm-hmm. They, they sort of allude to it vaguely, but mm-hmm. it's not like they're standing up there saying, oh, no, we, we want to wipe out pretty much all of the world population above 500 million people. I mean, you have things like the Georgia Guidestones and creepy stuff like that that yeah. kind of make you think that's probably part of the Great Reset, but it isn't exactly clear. Obviously, people being tracked everywhere they go is going to be part of it. mm mm-hmm. Just like farmers love being able to track their cattle and monitor them via GPS and all this other stuff now, the governments of the world want to be able to do the same to their own cattle. And that, by the way, for those who aren't listening, is us.
0: (laughs) So apparently what happened here is uh, Reuters came out with their quote-unquote fact check, I guess yesterday, and BBC had one from back in June. So I thought BBC's was also coming out this week, but no, that was several months ago.
4: And but, Bitcoin.com did a fact check of their fact check.
0: I guess you could call it that, yeah. It's at the very least an overview of what these companies are doing. So, uh, do you want to hear it? Absolutely. So it says here, on December 22nd, Twitter trends indicate that thousands of people on social media are talking about the World Economic Forum's Great Reset agenda, as Reuters and the BBC have run fact-checking posts on the subject. According to the reports, the Great Reset has been tied to various conspiracy theories, and the initiative was launched in June of 2020, which is false. Uh, The Great Reset terminology has been around for years. It's been pimped by World Economic Forum from uh, the last time I looked into it, I found stuff as far back as 2016, um, if not further. It just became sort of popularized in
4: 2020 because the the scam demics, so to speak, made people look around and start asking questions and realize that, hey, uh, there's a lot of stuff here that could be related to what's going on today.
0: Well, plus a lot of the World Economic Forum people started coming out and praising the oh this pandemic it's so bad but it also gives us a chance for the great reset like so they are using this to never let a good disaster go to
4: waste exactly right?
0: exactly so ever since the outbreak of covid an agenda called the great reset has been discussed across the globe this by the way reporting by jamie Redman over at news.bitcoin.com The subject has been tied to a number of theories that claim the global elite are planning to reset society and the economy to, quote, build back better, unquote. A Reuters fact check article says the initiative was named the Great Reset in June of 2020. That's just straight up false. I mean, it doesn't take long. I don't know who their fact checkers are, but it doesn't take long to do an Internet search for the Great Reset exclude 2020 right because like when you're i don't know if you can do it on all search engines but with google you can easily exclude you know certain yeah. dates and so look prior to 2020 and you will absolutely find information about the great reset from the past so this is something they've been pimping for the last most of the last decade from what i've seen
4: well as facebook said of their fact checkers they're just opinions they're just different protected
2: opinions, opinions right right
4: I don't know if they used the word protective, but they certainly admitted that their fact checkers are just weighing opinions against opinions.
0: Apparently, they didn't bother to do a simple Internet search about Great Reset and how long it's been around. But going on, uh, the uh, in recent times, Reuters journalists claim an image circulating on the Internet inviting Dutch politicians to a Great Reset forum in Davos has been taken out of context. We'll tell you more about that coming up here. There's more about this coming up. It's it's a real thing. If you've heard about it, give us a call.
4: 603-283-6160. It definitely didn't just pop up in the summer of last year. Maybe that just fell down the memory hole, though. Hmm. It's Free Talk Live.
7: Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values?
4: Join us, 603-283-6160, if you would like to weigh in on the Great Reset that we've been discussing. Again, that's 603-283-6160. This, actual, this article is actually coming from Bitcoin.com. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, they've always done stuff that's just sort of counterculture, because that's the whole spirit behind Bitcoin, I suppose, in the first place. So they do they talk about things the mainstream media doesn't talk about, as well as cryptocurrency news and getting started with cryptocurrency. Like if you don't know anything about it, go to Bitcoin.com, click getting started, take a few minutes out of your day to watch a few videos to learn the basics of this important world changing information. Or if you just want to hear about stuff with an alternative perspective that the mainstream media isn't talking about, that's a lot of time, a lot of the times related to cryptocurrency but as we're talking about here not always news.bitcoin.com is the place to go for that
2: and luckily the URL is owned by Roger Vera so they also talk about Bitcoin cash
4: yes they there there was a lot of confusion on their site right after the split where they referred to Bitcoin cash as Bitcoin hmm. and they referred to Bitcoin as Bitcoin core and it got so <laughs> confusing trying to follow what they were talking about because. Unfortunately when I hear Bitcoin I don't think about Bitcoin cash I think about Bitcoin and when I say Bitcoin cash I think about Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash. cash right So it was all very confusing but I think that's gone away and now the site is much more comprehensible as a result
2: But it is funny that the maximalists get mad that Roger Ver owns that URL and
4: <laughs> I love everything about that <laughs> I love trolling maximalists, though. So, uh, For those who aren't aware, a, a Bitcoin maximalist is someone who believes that Bitcoin is the only real cryptocurrency and all of the others are just useless pretenders. And it's, it's fascinating to argue with these people because of their religious devotion to this technology that kind of doesn't really work. Hmm. And, and your key to identifying someone who's a Bitcoin maximalist is that they will ask you about the Lightning Network. Or they will, they will mm-hmm. mention the Lightning Network at some point in the conversation. And that is, in my experience, always the sign that I'm dealing with a Bitcoin maximalist.
2: Yeah, well, we can do everything Bitcoin Cash can do. We have the or uh, Lightning Network.
4: Yes, that's essentially what they argue. And it's broken and it doesn't work. And it's confusing and not intuitive at all. But we are talking about the Great Reset here, mm-hmm. which is a vague term. You evidently found out that what the fact checkers did here was they googled the great reset and what they learned was that the world economic forums meeting in june of 2020 they nicknamed it the great reset but the phrase the great reset goes much more distant into the that's past what
0: that. i thought Arya, and so i've just been looking here over the last several minutes to see if i can reproduce what i swear i had seen before we covered which it is, here on the show i I, sw- I feel like we
4: did yeah we did it was you and i and Maybe someone else. I don't remember who, but I know you and I were on the show that night.
0: I cannot find, at least now I haven't looked on DuckDuckGo, but uh, I I cannot find the Great Reset previous to uh, 2020 at this time. All of the pages that look like they're from before 2020 are just some old page on the World Economic Forum website. But then down at the bottom, it's got a link to an article from now or from the last two years. So it's not finding actual old pages like I thought, so I uh, I don't know if this...
2: Are you using archive.com? N-
0: no, I'm not using archive.org on this. Oh. So just my initial um, researching, I'm wow. not able to, uh, to back up Down the memory I...
4: hole it went after all.
0: Yeah, I, that's weird. We, we it's did, very strange. It'll
4: be in the Free Talk Live archives. If mm-hmm. some bored listener out there, because they do seem to be mo- we our listener base, at least the ones on the Matrix server that's comprised of bored people, Find the show in the archives where Ian and I talked about this because we did and we read the articles. We discussed it at length here on the show.
0: Yeah, I could yeah. have sworn there was I and
4: don't they know. existed.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, um I can come back to the story here because they are doing their best to try to whitewash this thing, that's why the BBC, Reuters, these mainstream media organizations are hollering from the rooftops about how, oh no, no, it's just a conspiracy theory, the Great Reset, it's all good, we don't really know what it is, but the conspiracy theorists are wrong.
2: We don't really know what it is.
0: Even though the conspiracy theorists have been absolutely right about pretty much everything regarding COVID-19.
4: Dude, I saw an article today that we're going to get into later about how now this company has developed a microchip that's the size of a grain of rice. Oh, that's been around. I know, but now it can tell your vaccination status Uh, just with a cell phone using near-field communication
0: technology.
2: So That's
0: convenient. Now you don't even have to pull out your phone.
4: And I woke
2: up today with an alert on my phone that said there's now a COVID-19 pill that the FDA approved.
0: Yeah. That's for people US. that get it and want to, quote-unquote, reduce the symptoms. Because the vaccines weren't enough, presumably. No, obviously not. So
4: you They're
2: have to, 100% effective.
0: That's why you need to get a third and a fourth.
4: And even then, if you get COVID, you have to take this pill to make sure you don't die from this disease that has a 99.98% chance of not killing you in the first place. So, gonna... How the hell are people falling for this?
0: It is just ever <laughs> present and some people are they literally live in fear. Turn off your television, man.
2: They either live in fear or they're just like, I just want to get back with my or like get back on with my life
0: right they believe that by being obedient they're somehow going to have a normal life again. the opposite.
4: That that is the case with a lot of the normal non-libertarian people I know. They got their vaccines because they they wanted to take off the mask and they were told they were going to be able to do that. And now the government's like, ha ha, guess what? We were joking. Put the mask back on.
0: (laughs) Oh, by the way, um, the latest city. So yesterday it was in the news that Boston is now requiring vaccine passports for indoor activities. Now Chicago is uh, the latest city. So pretty much all the big cities in uh, the United States are uh, the biggest cities are on board with this stuff.
4: Yeah, which means you can't do anything if you don't have proof of that vaccine. But don't worry. It's going to be really simple soon. All you have to do is you know, show them where your microchip is and let them hit it with their cell phone.
0: Which, by the way, the conspiracy theorists were talking about two or three decades ago. Yeah. Yes,
4: and have not stopped talking about it during COVID-19. There's a lot of conspiracy theorists who think there's a microchip in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem very likely to me. However... They, they do want to microchip you because it makes their lives a whole lot easier.
0: Did you ever look in... I never looked into it, but did you ever look into the, the claims that people who got the vaccine could like attach magnets to their arms? I have not heard that.
2: I've seen videos of people doing it, but I haven't looked into it any other way.
0: Yeah, I, I
4: would be skeptical upon seeing it. I'm skeptical
0: that- initially, but...
4: Thinking well, that most most likely someone just has like a metal implant to replace their bone or something like that, and they're just exploiting people's fear. That but, would be my
3: assumption. But it's more than
0: one video.
4: Yeah, right?
2: and the thing is, I saw this girl that I follow on YouTube just for like fashion and like makeup things. Ian knows who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And she got the vaccine. And she was like, I didn't know that it would be real, and she was really doing it. And I just, I, it felt like I'm like, I believe her a hundred percent. It's just it seems like there's no motive, you know like just a, f- a makeup so guru on YouTube. So somebody you've been
0: watching, she she did the magnet thing. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. That's so weird.
2: That that was when I was like, okay, this is really weird. It's not just, you know, completely random TikToks you have no idea what country it's from or whatever, you know.
4: There's no apparent motive. But remembering the clown sightings that occurred in 2016 <laughs> that freaked everyone out. There were a lot of people with no real clear apparent motive taking fake pictures of clowns all off the internet and saying that they saw this clown out in out in this little small town just just to freak people out. <laughs> so there may not be a, a, a clear motive, but
2: could be for views. Or something. Some yeah. views. There could very well be one. Hmm.
0: So the story here from news.bitcoin.com about the Great Reset, they say it's essentially an idea that claims society and the economy can be recrafted into an equitable world, one that aims to fix climate change, reform social justice, and create a different kind of capitalism—this is what I was referring to earlier—called stakeholder capitalism.
4: Oh, that doesn't sound terrible at all.
0: Doesn't sound like it's only going to be for the elites, uh, the cronies— or anything like when that. What could that
4: even mean? Stakeholder capitalism. I don't know. are well, they're would, not gonna define it.
2: Why would they just try to rebrand capitalism? There's already a lot of people that don't like it.
4: Right, mm. so
0: that's why they're trying to rebrand they're trying to rebrand it.
4: But now, just
2: call it something else. I don't know, that's weird. Well, they
4: want to call it stakeholder capitalism that's going to fix global warming and social
0: justice so that So they're wrapping in all the leftist things into this new terminology,
2: basically.
4: It's very confusing. But the left not- hates
2: capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a way if thing. capitalism
4: could be used to create social justice, they'd be all about it. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? 603 283 6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. YouTube, Thoughts and opinions about this widely discussed, widely known, totally open, above the board project by world elites to reshape the world in the way that they think is best. And whether you think, whether you agree with them or not, you have to understand why that alarms people like me who have seen the disasters of central planners over and over and over throughout human history. It always leads to disaster.
2: Mm. I just can't imagine thinking that even the way that I live day to day is best for me. I can't imagine forcing someone else to live the way I live.
4: Well, they don't want, the elites don't want to force us to live the way that they live. Mm. They want to force us to be peasants who don't own anything and who are brainwashed and terrified and are just basically good little sheep
0: for them. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Good
4: little You'll surfs. like it.
0: Yeah. This is what the World Economic Forum, I believe, put out there several years ago. You'll own nothing,
4: but yet the model they're talking about is something called stakeholder capitalism, which is apparently a system in which corporations are oriented to serve the interests of all of their stakeholders, such as customers, suppliers, employees, shareholders, and local communities. Under this system, means government. It does. Yeah. Under this system, a company's purpose is to create long-term value and not to maximize profits. So they want to rewire human nature somehow so that a person who runs a company is somehow not interested in maximizing profits. You know, however, how you could maximize profits while also making sure that customers, suppliers, employees, shareholders, and communities relying on these companies are all happy and benefiting from the situation would be to have an actual free market
2: mm. rid of all the things regulating them from doing things the way that would be best for them
4: uh, I suspect that is not what
0: they are proposing
4: no they're proposing to, they're proposing to rewrite human nature so that people aren't motivated by
0: profit. Well, what I see here is a bunch of gobbledygook. Now, where are you getting that definition from? <laughs> that came from Investopedia. So, I actually have an article by Klaus Schwab who written, wrote an
4: entire book about this crap.
0: Yeah, written. He's the he's like the head of the World Economic Forum. He's the founder of it. Um, He's the creepy guy. Whenever you see the pictures of the dude from the World Economic Forum, he's this bald old man. He wears like really creepy, um, sort of, I don't know how to describe the clothing, but it looks like something you'd see at like the Bohemian Grove ceremony or whatever.
2: He has really gross old man spots on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's
0: got really gross ideas as well,
3: for
4: whatever that's worth. And so (sighs) I got to see what this guy looks like, though, because between the description the two of you just gave, I'm picturing. Yeah, he's, he uh, looks kind of like Droopy the dog from the, from those <laughs> cartoons. I mean, honestly.
0: So I'm going to take you into this uh, story here. Maybe we'll get back to the Bitcoin.com on this World Economic Forum Great Reset. But let's just see if we can make heads or tails out of this. This whole article is about what kind of capitalism do we want? And then he gets into the, what he describes as three different kinds of capitalism He says there's shareholder capitalism, which is embraced by most Western corporations, that holds that the corporation's primary goal should be to maximize its profits. The second model is state capitalism, which entrusts the government with setting the direction of the economy and has risen to prominence in many emerging markets, not the least China. But compared to these two options, he says, the third has the most to recommend it. Stakeholder capitalism, a model I first proposed a half century ago. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Isn't he important? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Positions private corporations as trustees of society. Now, remember, society is usually code for the government. And I don't
4: trust corporations any more than I trust the government. You shouldn't, because the government
0: is corporations.
4: Yeah, we're already off to a bad start here. When you expect me to walmart walmart and target and mcdonald's are going to be good
0: stewards of society i just don't see it he says it is clearly the best response to today's social and environmental challenges shareholder capitalism this is the kind he doesn't like currently the dominant model first gained ground in the u.s in the 70s and expanded its influence globally in the following decades its rise was not without merit during its heyday Hundreds of millions of people around the world prospered as profit-seeking companies unlocked new markets and created new jobs. But that wasn't the whole story, says Schwab. Advocates of shareholder capitalism, including Milton Friedman and the Chicago School, had neglected the fact that publicly listed corporation is not just a profit-seeking entity, but also a social organism. Together with the financial industry pressures to boost short-term results, the single-minded focus on profits caused shareholder capitalism to become increasingly disconnected from the real economy.
2: Oh, so let's get rid of corporations.
0: Uh, he's not proposing that either, but that uh, wouldn't be a bad idea as long as I would as be it w- on board with that. As long as it would include getting rid of the government corporations too. Absolutely, because they are the grandfather corporations. They are the ones who give birth, or the grandmother corporations giving birth to all other corporations i will gladly accept your stipulations uh-uh. uh he says many realize this form of capitalism is no longer sustainable the question
4: the issue is, with corporations before we move on is that you do have things like the kellogg strike that even if you support these strikers and you want to you know show your support by boycotting kellogg's is or that whatever, happening right now or something I yeah think it, it happens
2: all the time but i saw it the other day i was like oh they're boycotting kellogg's again
4: yeah hmm. Do you have any idea how many different foods and companies and stuff Kellogg's actually owns? You're not just a lot. talking about. Um, not
0: Tony the Tiger. Yeah, you're
4: not just talking about not buying frosted flakes right. or whatever. It's an extensive list. It's almost everything you could think of that you would want to buy owned by a single company or a single corporation.
0: One likely, it says, why have attitudes just been changing on this now? One likely reason is the Greta Thunberg effect. The young Swedish climate activist. Is that where they
4: traumatize you to the extent that it devours your entire being and it's all you can ever talk about?
0: Has reminded <laughs> us that adherence to the current economic system represents a betrayal of future generations, I- owing to its environmental unsustainability. Another reason is that millennials in Generation Z no longer want to work for, invest in, or buy from companies that lack values beyond maximizing shareholder value. And finally, executives and investors have started... Well, that's not
4: true at all. I mean, look at Nike and their support for Colin Kaepernick, and look at all of the companies changing their flags to changing their little icons to incorporate the rainbow during the month of June or July, whichever Mm -hmm. the hell one is, Gay Pride Month. It's June. Thank you. They're absolutely not just trying to portray this image of, oh, we're just maximizing profits. They're trying to convince people that, oh, yes, we care about these social issues. (laughs) And by and large, it works.
0: Do you think that works, uh, Bonnie? I mean, you're the youngest person in the room. I mean, do you think that people in the millennial or Gen Z generations buy all that?
2: I don't think that they think about it that hard. It's like, if I'm at a gay pride parade and they're selling the Budweiser's that a rainbow, I'm going to want that one because it's pretty...
4: What about they do something even less, even more minor than that? And they just like change their logo on Twitter.
2: I don't think anybody like goes and praises them that I know of. Like, oh, I'm so glad that they did this. It would be different if they came out with a statement. Maybe then that people would be like, oh, they did something because they, they came out with a statement.
4: Out, they usually do they have usually a statement do. at yeah. some point yeah. during June about how they they love their LGBTQ plus, except out- their brands but in the Middle East. They people, don't say anything. No,
2: they don't. Right. People do make fun of it too because there was this really funny video going around that lots of like. Well, all my friends are that are gay are from Texas. So, if you are asking specifically about them, it's like they're just not like Californian blue-haired people. You know what I mean? I guess
4: I don't know what you mean. They're
2: like I don't know. They're more open-minded to like my ideas and stuff like that because they're from okay. Texas. Mm-hmm. But they there was this video passed around uh, during last June that was really funny. It was like this girl that was supposed to be like a butter company. She's like, "We love gay, and you. This is why you should buy our butter." So I I don't know if it really works. It is starting to
4: backfire. Yeah. I've seen through through the recent years as companies, brands on Twitter and Facebook, they like to interact with people to seem cool and stuff like that. And you're seeing more and more of stuff like, "Look, no one's trying to talk to a company right now. Get out of here. Go yeah. away, and let me interact with these actual human beings." Yeah.
0: I guess, to me, it seems pretty clear that those moves by those companies are simply an attempt to maximize profits, right? Like, we want people to think that we care about these issues. But see, I'm fine with
4: that. Yeah, If they want to openly support LGBTQ rights in order to maximize profits, that's just proof to me that profits are doing what profits are supposed to do. They're motivating these companies to be on the right side of history. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally fine with that. It is pandering and it's gross, but... If it works for them, I mean, they can't come out against LGBTQ people at this point because that's the opposite of what they want. So it's, to me, that's yeah. capitalism doing, or a free market doing what a free market is supposed to do. Well,
0: we don't have a free market, but it is a market. That's what a free market would do. Yeah. Except it would be a lot better
4: and there wouldn't be force and violence and all of that.
0: So it's still not clear what he is talking about then, right, when he's talking about this stakeholder capitalism. He's talking about what's what's wrong, or what he perceives as being wrong, and he lays it on the, the newer generation saying they don't buy this whole just-for-profits sort of thing. They want it to be prettied up with rainbows, right? So millennials
4: uh, didn't just kill the housing market and the job market and the retirement market. We also killed the entire society. But he does grandma.
0: He's going to get into his stakeholder thing, and I want to see if you can make heads or tails of it coming up.
4: Ooh, that sounds like yeah. a challenge. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What do you think about what they're saying? What kind of capitalism do you
8: want? Or maybe just a free market. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as 8 weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup dot com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class.
5: Free talk live.
4: We're invited to weigh in with your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. We do in the studio tonight, it's Aria.
2: It's Bonnie.
0: And Ian.
4: Talking about the Great Reset here, because recently the BBC and Reuters took it upon themselves to fact check. The conspiracy theory claims about the Great Reset, and it's important to keep in mind that when the mainstream media moves to fact check something conspiracy theorists are saying, they're just looking to create an alternative narrative. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. They're not not looking for the truth. They just want to calm people down so they can continue getting away with whatever they've been trying to get away with. It's
0: interesting when they do this stuff because it's actually an acknowledgement that the conspiracy theories are getting out there in such a way that they feel like they have to say something about it. I mean, because 20 or 30 years ago... If Alex Jones was on, you know, Austin Television, you know, railing about uh, biometric identification, yeah, the news media just didn't care. It was just some guy on the radio or some guy on public television making making claims and it just didn't matter. But now enough people are talking about the Great Reset. Enough people are curious about the Great Reset. There's enough theories out there going around about it that they feel like, oh my God, we've got to do something about it. We've got, to, we've got to get the official version of this out there. And so that's why BBC and Reuters have uh, apparently stepped up in the last few months to do that.
4: Yeah, and you can't listen to every conspiracy theorist because you do have some that say things that just aren't likely, like they're secretly putting microchips in the vaccine or whatever. But... Or that
0: birds aren't real.
4: See, I don't think anyone genuinely <laughs> believes that one. No, though. they don't.
0: There was actually an article uh, in New York Times, the New York Times that came out where the founder of the birds aren't real movement has admitted that the whole thing is basically a total troll job.
2: I didn't know that. People well, any ever claim to think that all birds are not real, but I could totally believe that there are probably sometimes robotic birds that fly next to somebody that they want to listen to. I,
4: I could see the government having drones that are shaped like birds. I mean, the military uses one that are shaped like flies and stuff yeah, like don't that.
0: They have like cockroach-sized ones yeah. or something oh So
4: they have some pretty fancy technology. However, the, the most creative thing I ever saw about birds aren't real was during one of the government shutdowns where it was like, yeah... You don't see any birds flying around now, do you? That's but scary. It was, well, it was also because it was like January or something, but it was a really clever thing. It's like, yeah. you, you're right. I don't see any birds right now, and the government is shut down. But see, I, I also always assume the same thing about the flat earth believers. Mm, yeah. I just assumed no one actually believes this. This is just people just trolling. trolling. I believed it. You believed that those people existed?
2: No, I believed that the earth was flat.
4: I did. Well, I don't know if I ever believed it was flat, but when I was much younger, I certainly believed it was only six thousand years old, and all of this other crap that I the, believe
2: that too because of the Bible right. or because of the people that say that they figured that out through the Bible by adding up all the ages of people, which I don't even believe that they did that. But um, well, even
4: if they did, it's so demonstrably not true. Yeah. That as soon as I reached the age of being able to take someone more seriously than the average Sunday school teacher who isn't qualified to teach <laughs> children, I realized that that couldn't possibly be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but I didn't believe that the earth was flat because of Christianity. Like, my parents were like, what? The earth's not flat. But I just believed it made sense because I saw a bunch of videos that would really convince you, like, if you just question everything the government says.
4: How old were you?
2: High school. Okay. Okay. But I've
4: never been a flat-earth believer, and I, I just always assumed it was just people joking, right? Like like the flying spaghetti monster believers, the people who wear colanders on their head to get their driver license photos. Yeah. <laughs> They're just atheists trolling. But really, sadly, it is just a matter of time before someone actually does believe such a thing as a flying spaghetti monster exists.
9: Someone and that's sad.
4: Does. You're absolutely right. Somebody probably already does. But when a libertarian warns you about a conspiracy theorist or a conspiracy theory, it's really, we have a pretty good track record of saying, hey, the government's gonna do this, and then they end up doing it. We were talking about the NSA spying and the dragnet on emails and text messages long before Edward Snowden came out and proved us to be right. We knew from seeing the laws that the government had passed that these organizations absolutely, certainly existed. We just didn't have any proof of it. But Mm -hmm. we know how governments work, and we know they'd given themselves the authority to do this, and then suddenly... Edward Snowden came around and was like oh yeah by the way they're they're actually doing this and it wasn't this huge vindication period for libertarians it just it got talked about for a few months and then it got forgotten even though it's just yet another example of libertarians being right about what the government is planning and here libertarians are a bit concerned about this statist attempt to centrally plan every aspect of society redoing the entire economy to focus on what they think human society should be directed toward instead of letting human society individuals direct themselves and pursue their own goals and their own dreams
0: yeah well the people who are in search of power and who hold power cannot let that go i mean they can't they must be the ones to make these decisions for people because people are just little cockroaches they can't make decisions for themselves this is the opinion of people like klaus schwab and the world economic forum they do view us as cockroaches Mm -hmm. absolutely we're just bugs to them
2: overpopulated
4: Like cockroaches tend to be. But let's get further into this article.
0: Sure. Uh, So this is actually about the... uh,
4: Yeah, that's right. Because we're still trying to figure out what the hell they're even trying to plan. This is stakeholder...
0: No, stakeholder capitalism is what Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, says he proposed 50 years ago. And he's been pimping it ever since and so i just want to know what exactly that means because this whole world economic forum great reset concept has been very nebulous every time i've looked to try to see what is this thing about which
4: is concerning in and of itself you know these governments around the world these great organizations like the world economic forum they have all of these great plans about things they want to do but when you try to ask them can you explain this plan you don't get a very clear answer
0: no and i don't think it's going to be clear here in a moment but he see he points to generation z and millennials as the reason why this change is happening now Uh, saying that they don't want to just make profits. They want their companies to be caring, right, is kind of what he's saying here. Uh, So he goes on. He says, the result is stakeholder capitalism is quickly gaining ground. The change in direction is long overdue. I first described the concept back in 1971, and I created the World Economic Forum to help business and political leaders implement it. Two years later, attendees at the forum's annual meeting signed the Davos Manifesto, which describes a firm's principal responsibilities towards its stakeholders that's coincidental
4: that also happens to be the year that the
0: united states went off of the gold standard interesting uh now others are finally coming to the stakeholder which he puts in quotes table The U.S. Business Roundtable, America's most influential business lobby group, announced this year, and this was written in 2019, that it would formally embrace stakeholder capitalism. And its so-called impact investing is rising to prominence as more investors look for ways to link environmental and societal benefits to financial returns. We should seize this moment. So they're still motivated by
4: financial returns. They're just trying to find a way to profit off of pretending to care about the economy. I mean, about the ecosystem
0: right well, i guess he would have you believe that they're not pretending but whether they are or not is up to up to question
4: i don't believe that Nike's really pretending to be in support of LGBT. well it doesn't matter to me if they're pretending or not i don't care what their intentions are i care about the consequences of their actions they can lie to me about caring about the the environment all they want as long as they don't destroy it. I don't care if they genuinely believe in the in caring for the environment or not. That's irrelevant to me.
0: So what are they doing, not what they're saying? Yeah. We should seize this moment, says Schwab, to ensure that stakeholder capitalism remains the new dominant model. To that end, the World Economic Forum is releasing a Davos Manifesto, which states that companies should pay their fair share of taxes. Oh, you know, there's that word again. As a- no, that's the first time the word's shown up.
2: As a zillennial, whenever I hear you saying stakeholder capitalism, I'm I'm just so sure that this isn't going to catch on because everybody hates capitalism that's my age right now because they don't understand what it is. But like if you said, I am proposing this new thing, stakeholder capitalism, most Generation Z people are going to tune you out. And he said he created that word 50 years ago, so he needs to update it.
4: (laughs) I experienced that when I ran for sheriff. The vast majority of hate that I got, it wasn't from Christians or anything like that. It Mm -hmm. was other anarchists who were just tremendously upset that I was an anarcho-capitalist oh. and not an anarcho-communist. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the hatred I got was from anti-capitalist people. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: we'll give you what this Davos Manifesto, he's got a little summary of what the uh, what these companies are are swearing to do.
4: That's coming up here. 603-283-6160 If you want to weigh in, it's Free Talk Live. <laughs> talk live where we've been telling you about intercoin throughout the last year can help any business or organization raise money launching their own token and if that sounds interesting to you you should know that intercoins investor token is now available on an exchange you can find it at xmarkets.com exmarkets.com where you can sign up with just an email address which allows you to actually keep your information private which is rare for exchanges you can also get it at Uniswap. Links to those are on their websites at intercoin.org, I-N-T-E-R coin.org. Pick up some interve- Intercoin investor tokens for yourself at intercoin.org, and you just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. With you tonight, it's Aria.
2: It's Bonnie.
0: It's Ian.
4: And let's go to the phones. We have Sarah, who wants to talk about communism. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. I accidentally oh. muted the phones. Go ahead, Sarah.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so
0: you got to turn that, that speaker I down in the background. That,
1: oh yeah. Okay, okay. I got. I got. to go to the other room here. Um, I started an echo. Um, anyways, um, I just want to say that communism. I believe that is a. It's a more fair, a fair system for the common average person. That doesn't work their system. entire way? Because because it's a system without the billionaire capitalists. Uh, since you guys are talking about capitalists. Um, well, hold uh, on, Sarah,
4: uh, because I'm, I'm with you to an extent. Um, I don't think a person can become a billionaire without utilizing the state to get that way. Uh, or a, that, that's or just using
1: what, the workers.
4: That's just, that's just what workers, my gut tells me. Because we're not talking about someone with $999 million and all of that here. We're talking about an actual billionaire And I just find it hard to believe someone could reach that position without using force and violence of government somewhere along the way. I I could be wrong. Just
0: hold on to the Bitcoin long enough and uh,
4: (laughs) we'll all be billionaires. Fair point. But, um, you know, if...
0: Of course, that counts on the government to print money, but that's not what you're talking
4: about. If there was a system in place where... If as soon as they made a billion dollars, every single dollar beyond that just got distributed automatically to the workers or whatever, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it because it's more money than they're ever going to spend in their entire life. Are you
0: saying that would be a voluntary system?
1: Well, um, but like, I would it prefer it be a voluntary from I, system. Wait, wait, from, a, from the. The, the hospitals, uh, from what I heard, in Cuba, for example, all the doctors, they work for free. They all get yes, housing, they, they all get they food, are but they slaves. don't get paid.
4: Yes, they are slaves. Okay, That's slavery, okay, and Sarah. also,
1: before the sanctions, hold on, hold on, all the medical, it was universal health care. Everybody got Sarah. their, uh, their health care for free, like S- in Canada. Okay,
4: I understand that. Sarah, universal Sarah stop talking. What you're describing is Slavery. When you, when you feed someone and give them a house and you make them work and you don't pay them, that is literal textbook slavery.
1: Well, that, that is not slavery because you have the mindset of co- communion, community. Your service and your life belongs to the community. You're working to service the community, not to benefit yourself. Awful. And that's why the—
4: Yes, like the, black the, slaves in the that. United States were forced to do but under the system does, of slavery. Here's
0: what I want to know, Sarah. Who decides— who decides who becomes the doctors?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, you have to have a talent for it. So uh, the kind of, you contribute according to what you can do, what your abilities
0: are. Well, and you don't just you're not just to born to a doctor. A...
2: Unfortunately, your ability is just to be a coal miner, and you're going to get the same amount of money as a person whose ability was to paint pictures.
0: Are you saying, Sarah? Yeah, that's, that some that's about it. are you saying because that the disabled a,
1: people, the elderly people, get the same amount of what or co- receive according to their needs, even though they cannot contribute. But
4: who
0: decides who needs what?
1: Well, I mean, I mean that's uh, I mean according to uh, each society. But the thing is, no, 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 they no, no, have, no, no, no. There's no such thing. Some,
4: some person somewhere along the way has to make this decision, Sarah, about what I need in my life. Who is making that decision?
1: Well, I mean, I guess each country decides if they have enough amount no. of milk. I and mean, so the they, government? I mean, it's not
4: a... a country that's making this decision. It's some person somewhere along the way deciding. You know, Arya only needs one pair of shoes this year. Who is making that decision? Well,
1: can I, can I tell you something? My great grandmother was from North Korea, by the way, and uh, she was from a wealthy family. And when the communists took over, they had to—they took all the rice from the wealthy people and redistributed. it, And sadly enough, they had to shoot a couple of them and make other people watch them so they would give up the rice. But are, I mean, are you it, saying this was a go- to, hold, hold,
4: on, hold on. Are you saying this is a good thing that they did this?
1: No, I mean, I, I don't think they need to, like, if we became communists, we don't we should not grab Donald Trump and whatever all these billionaires and put a bullet in them. I, I would not see that. No, you would rather yeah, just steal like all
0: of their wealth.
1: Right. They need to give it up right. or put, at least put them in jail for
2: a while and make sure that we kill
4: <laughs> all the homeless people. For what? And what crime did they commit to put them in jail, Sarah?
2: Who would put them in jail? Well, I, I would put
4: them in jail if they do. Receive. You would put them in jail? I would not kill them. I would, I would put
1: them in jail that for would a while and make her them work like everybody else. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Capital system rewards, what is that, the Hilton? They put on a show about it. She did nothing to deserve all that money. She just inherited it because the capital system rewards people that just inherit and get everything that everybody else made.
4: So yeah, you, and eventually okay? by having no skills, no talent, she's just hemorrhaging money. And eventually her family is going to run out of money if someone isn't contributing or creating or producing something. Can
0: we go back to North Korea uh, for a moment here? Because, you know, I've, I've read a thing or two. I've seen some books, uh, read books by people who've been in North Korea and escaped from North Korea. And I guess what I'm curious about here is, did you miss the part where people were starving to death in North Korea in the 1990s due to communism?
1: Well, did you know there's starving people in here in New Mexico? <laughs> there starving people in Appalachian Mountains going on right now what? Today? Okay,
4: Sarah, did you hear the one where the North <laughs> Korean government talk- <laughs> You guys are laughing. Look, people are starving to death. There's no one starving to New Mexico. Yeah, you sound like David we're from
2: New Mexico right now. You're you're you haven't worked since you were seventeen, correct? Well, Eighteen years old. Yes. I cracked up an in
4: in 50s. And you eat just fine, right?
1: Well, actually, I was kind of homeless. I, mean, I ate, 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 ate okay, but yeah. I know that... There's no starving one starving in the United in States. Mountains.
0: Please, Sarah, give me a break. I mean, there's things called food banks all over the place. Anyone who wants food can show up at these places and they're literally given a box of food. They're given a hot meal, they're given plenty of uh, stuff to go. On. Look around you, Sarah. There's fat people everywhere in the United States. Starvation is but not a problem not, here. but
1: you know something I, I donate money to Salvation Army. Good I for you. I do, donate
0: uh, to the Joyce
4: local Meyer homeless
0: shelter. Ministry. Congratulations.
4: Yeah, and
2: fun. to Liberty in North Korea.
4: Sarah, I can't even say congratulations about you donating money to the uh, Salvation Army because it's, it's not your money. It's taxpayer money that you're mooching off of because you don't want to work. Thank you so much for the call tonight. I, I,
0: you can't have a conversation with that lady. I mean, look, the reality is in the 1990s in North Korea, they were eating grass. Yeah. Okay. Because they did not have food. People
4: were literally selling their children because they couldn't yes. afford to feed them. Sorry the-
2: that stealing the rice that some rich people had wasn't a sustainable model. No, it wasn't. Of having food for the rest right. of eternity. Once oh well, well we steal- can share it.
0: Right. Once you steal the rice and and distribute it, it's gone. <laughs> no and no one else is making more because communism cannot centrally plan resources. And
4: let's not forget her. Outright advocation of slavery as a solution to societal problems. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's free Talk Live, where you're invited to share your thoughts and opinions. 603 283 6160, if you would like to do that. Again, that number 603 283 6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. Indian. And our friend Nobody is not currently allowed to be on the show with us, apparently. Not allowed to have any radio or television appearances. Not allowed to have contact with you or me. However, mm-hmm. We have been on the show repeatedly throughout the years with him, and he's said a lot of things. And, Bonnie, throughout the last few weeks, you've been collecting some of his quotes. We had one recently that I really enjoyed uh, involving Black Lives Matter, but you found one that's actually expanded from that, and I want to share it with people. All right. Why is it important to specifically say that Black Lives Matter? Because when they said that all men are created equal they didn't include black men when they said Liberty and justice for all, they did not include black people. So it's reasonable for a black man to ask if you are including them when you say all lives matter. And -hmm. that's a really, really good point. You know, you, you have to say that because they were specifically excluded from Liberty and justice for all. And the phrase meant all men are created equal. So Certainly some history there that we can't just ignore and say, well, all lives matter.
0: Yeah, and speaking of ignoring history, uh, Sarah there just does not want to talk about, you know, communist Russia, communist uh, North Korea. And I don't even of- know
2: why she took the time to reference North Korea, because she had sounded more like she was making our point. I mean, she yeah, she pointed out that her family
0: escaped from North Korea, right? Yeah. Yeah, she said her grandmother was from North Korea. I don't know. Do you if leave she North escaped. Korea
4: without escaping it? <laughs> do they have Do they have some sort of expatriation? Well, also, program? I
0: didn't quibble with her about it. I but,
4: forgot to ask if she's vaccinated.
0: Uh, she'll call again. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I didn't quibble with her about it. But North Korea didn't exist until after it was divided up after the you know the Korean uh, conflict with Japan and uh, the United States. So it was just Korea prior to that. Right. And then it was so... I don't know if she was saying her grandmother was from North Korea or just from Korea. Because if she's 50 years old, then her grandmother would have been born in Korea, Hmm. not North Korea. Good point. Yeah.
4: There's also the reality that people in there there are starving people in North Korea right now, today.
0: Well, it's hard to know. Um, That's the rest of the story. That's what we hear
4: from people who have fled. Yeah,
0: we couldn't... It's probably... So the thing is, in North Korea, you don't really know anything about what's going on, except for what people who've escaped can tell you about it, because the North Korean government... Is the only creator of media in North Korea, so and it's all propaganda. It's all state propaganda, and so anything that you get out of North Korea, uh, you know, is official propaganda. So you can't believe a thing that the state says. Uh, you can believe to some extent the people who've escaped because you know they all tell similar stories, and they certainly aren't lauding the state. So they're probably not state actors. In fact, some of them have been targeted after the fact by the state of North Korea for like you know destruction and you know murder. Well, if uh, they were
4: state actors, they would come out saying, you know, in North Korea, it's not, not so really bad. that bad.
0: Yeah. And so at the same time though, the uh the old story there is that the people aren't starving because they do accept food donations from China and some other countries in the world. Of course, most of it goes to the upper class bureaucrats and their families, but that may be why they're not eating grass right now as they were in the the 1990s. And one of the other reasons why uh, there was the, you mentioned Liberty in North Korea, Bonnie, which is an an interesting organization that that actually helps people escape uh, and helps the escapees if they can get a hold of them and, and give them a path to South Korea. But they came here actually to Keen when they were doing their Jangmadang tour and told us about this uh, word, which in Korea means the black market. And so what ended up happening and what they say is the reason why people aren't starving in North Korea right now is because Kim Jong-un and to some extent Kim Jong-il – started to look the other way, if I'm recalling the story correctly, started to look the other way when it came to black markets. In the same way that in Venezuela, we know that the regime there is looking the other way when it comes to people using the dollar in the marketplaces in Venezuela, because they realize that they're... Their, uh, their rule and their reign over these populaces are coming to an end if people are starving they're going to start getting desperate and desperate people are more likely to show up and burn down you know the, the whatever the state the house is there palace and, yeah, or the whatever. palaces yeah. or whatever and so you gotta keep the people from total starvation and total desperation and by looking the other way and allowing black markets to exist essentially got the people of North Korea some food in their bellies and stopped the mass starvation from going up so that's the def- that's the difference between what happened in the 90s when literally the communist food supply completely ran out the government was taking all of the donated food for themselves and the people were literally eating like grass soup and absolutely horrifying circumstance people dying of starvation as you mentioned aria people literally selling their children for money to buy what they could possibly buy just an absolutely horrifying situation so the difference between the 90s and the aughts and the last decade is that at some point some you know kim jong-il or jong-un said okay let's stop arresting the black markets let's stop raiding the people who yeah. are actually trading food for for people to eat and that's what that's what has changed
4: Well, we also have Richard calling from New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Yes, I'd like to call in about the COVID virus and people that haven't got their COVID virus shots
4: yet. Have you gotten your vaccine, Richard?
6: Yes. I can ask
4: you, has Sarah gotten her vaccine? (laughs)
6: Yes, I was with her when she got her vaccine. Just like, I like a good little
0: communist.
6: Yeah, I even volunteered to give her the shot. Are you a communist, my, Richard? Uh, no, I'm a Vietnam veteran, and also I'm a former special agent with the United States Department of Justice. So
0: you actually fought the communists in Vietnam? Yes. That's got to be an awkward living situation. <laughs>
6: Well, we we've
4: adapted. We've adapted. <laughs> all right. So you mentioned you <laughs> had problems with the vaccine, right? Well,
6: what well, what I did? Pe- people are jumping on people that haven't got vaccinated at all, and with my medical background, as a Navy corpsman for four years, uh. I wouldn't have got my vaccine either because I'm pretty educated and smart enough to stay away from people and populated places where, uh, where I might have picked up the vaccine. But Well, I've no never reason. been
4: a Navy Corpsman, but what part of being a Navy Corpsman makes you medically... I think you you are medically and, and enough of a medical expert, I Richard. Think you got to back
0: off your phone too. It's just hard to it's hard to understand you. You got to back off like two inches, please. Okay, okay. Thank you.
6: Yeah,
2: Sounds better. Yeah, Sounds so much better.
6: I, yeah, yeah. I've got. I went through with Navy Medical School. After four years of the Navy, I got certified as a physician's assistant by the Navy Bureau of Hospitals and Surgery. So
0: are you saying you're skeptical of the vaccine, but yet you went ahead and took it?
6: Well, I felt like I was uh, educated and trained enough in the medical field that I didn't need it. However, in June 13th of this year, the state of New Mexico came up with a program where for four days... They were giving people a hundred dollars to
0: get oh, accurate. So you really needed a hundred bucks that bad?
6: No, but I walk around with a few hundred dollars in my pocket all the time and I pick up chains off the sidewalks.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have given I wouldn't have sold my uh, bodily autonomy for a yeah. hundred bucks.
2: DNA sequencing. Thank you so
4: much for the call tonight, Richard. I mean, that that's sad to hear, man. Um, I wish you hadn't sold out your, your bodily autonomy for 100 bucks. But, you know, that was the whole point of the incentive program. Offer people something. Get them in. Get them vaccinated. Give them that free Burger King coupon or whatever. <laughs> Bag of weed. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. about whatever is important to you, whether or not you think communism is somehow better than capitalism, even though, I mean, we were talking with a caller earlier who certainly advocated this and pointed out that, oh, well, the the doctors there in Cuba, they don't get paid, they work, they get fed, they just get housing, and yeah, that's that's a literal description of slavery you got there, and I don't know how anyone could say that model is superior to a system that doesn't require actual literal
0: slavery 603 it's pure fantasy and it ignores uh, human nature
4: it does no one wants to be a slave Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. if you want to weigh in on that or and, anything else that's important to you
2: and nobody wants to work as hard as a doctor works just for the same exact living situation and wealth as somebody who you know is a store clerk
4: That's a really good point. That's the issue with these uh, communist communes that have always popped up throughout the United States. You can have a communist society here in the United States if you want. Just join a commune. Yeah. Come together with a bunch of other communists, buy some land. Sure, you do have to buy that initial piece of land. Sorry, we live in a world where the federal government has claimed more than 50% of the land west of the Mississippi River. I think it's actually higher than that.
0: But something two thirds or something. Yeah.
4: A huge portion of the land claimed by the federal government. And, you know, that. Cause the value of land to actually increase and become worth something. You can't just go out there and build a little house on the prairie like you could prior to the federal government buying or claiming ownership of everything. So buy your piece of land, have your commune. You're never going to get engineers to come there. You're never going to get doctors, physicists, or any biochemists or vaccine manufacturers to come there because they're not going to be motivated for their expertise. If you get an engineer there or a physicist there, it's because they've had a mental breakdown and they don't want to participate in their career anymore. This sort of thing happens, right? They just they're like, "All right, I'm done. I'm buying a bus and selling all my possessions, and I'm just going to go now." Because mm-hmm. they've that that's the physicist you're going to get in your Chinese commune. So, <laughs> I mean, or in your communist commune.
0: Well, right, and and there's been so many experiments in this over decades and decades and you know last hundred plus years or whatever and they've all been abject failures and And they'll continue to be and they'll continue to be because as i said it's against human nature now as much as sarah and her communist ilk want to believe that if we just tell people it's We're just doing this for the community. You've got to be community-minded, which means you need to work as hard as everybody else. But, oh, if you can't work, well, that's okay. We'll take care of you because from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. So, therefore, there's all now of a sudden people who all of a sudden can't work, who could work before because— well, why should they work as hard as other people when if they work less hard they still get food, in theory, right? Like, that's the idea. You get taken care of. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, I can't work today. I'm just going to have to sit this out and then just keep sitting it out and keep sitting it out and then watch as the other people who are working, you know, as much as they're community-minded, they're going to get sick and tired because they know that you're 25 years old and you, you are not crippled and you can absolutely get out there into the field and work so they're going to say, you know what, I'm i'm not going to do as much work today because they're not working over there and then before you know it hardly anybody's working and where's all the productivity coming from then and
2: there are always still fat cats like the the thing that she has an issue with yeah the thing she has an issue with capitalism is oh there are these billionaires and we're all you know us in new mexico we're starving but the, the actual issue that is actually happening in cuba There's,
3: you know, rich people. I want to get to, but
4: I I, I want to point out, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, And we saw this happen during the pandemic when people quit their jobs Mm -hmm. or came up with all kinds of nonsense to not have to work because the government was giving them an extra $600 per
0: week. Uh, They're still not working somehow. To be
4: unemployed. In addition to the standard unemployment benefit, the government was paying them to stay at home. And you better believe me, as someone who worked through the pandemic, I... I'm not a hateful person, but I can totally see how anyone who had to work or who had the drive to work through the pandemic absolutely hates those people who sat at home doing nothing, reaping all of those benefits. And look at the consequences. The economy is completely wrecked. There's animal food shortages. There's clothing shortages. There's food shortages. There are cargo ships lined up out in the ocean that can't be delivered and truckers who can't bring them in. All of that as a result of... People choosing to sit at home and do nothing because they were going to get better rewards than people who actually worked.
0: And that was just a government wealth redistribution program. That wasn't even full on communist. You know, that's just (laughs) a a fraction of communism. We have
4: CW who is listening on K Talks out in California. CW, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Boy, my ear hurts. I've been holding the phone for so long, but I understand.
4: Sorry (laughs) about that. Tons of callers all at once.
5: No, no, no. It's all good. I wanted to hear those dummies call first because I just want to say I've been working through this whole pandemic. I haven't feared it once. I don't buy into the fear mongering, which is good. I'm not going to get a vaccine. I'm never going to get this dumb vaccine. Mm -hmm. But I did have to get stitches uh, because I was at work and I I cut my arm. So they did give me a tetanus shot, which, you know, tetanus shots have been around for a long time. So mm-hmm. I wasn't opposed to getting a, a tetanus shot. Right. And they didn't or they didn't try to push a dumb COVID vaccine on me. You know what? Those doctors, the doctor there and the nurses, I don't think they gave two S's about it. You know, mm. I told them I wasn't vaccinated. Hey, they didn't care one bit. Good. So that that's why I love where I live in Mojave County, Arizona, just across the river from commie Um <laughs> And uh, Sarah, yeah, you know, I was talking about it last night, and it just proves communists are dummies, lame brains, idiots. How can they think the way they think? What, what, what chemical compounds are they getting from their – like, what are they – what are they eating? I think What's there's kind of two chemical? main
0: categories from my observation. There's the people who are like Sarah that just want to live for free. They just they're lazy. I mean, they she don't has not work.
4: worked since she was yeah. 18, and
0: she'll she'll tell you that. So yeah, yeah. they're lazy. They don't want to work, and those are the ones that are not that not as bright. Um, then there are the control freaks, and those are the ones who are actually pretty intelligent, right? Those are the ones who are not going to call free talk live because they don't feel like they have to defend communism they you know they're just going to go and and do what they can to implement it and that's because they are controllers they want to tell people what to do they want to be the elites that bonnie was talking about they want to be the the fat cats at the top of the uh, the communist uh, organizational system
4: i think there's probably okay. a third type as well there's the communists that is just purely motivated by emotional reasons. And you got to admit, when communism gives you its pitch, it sounds like it could be fantastic. Everyone's going to be taken care of. Everyone's going to have food. Everyone's going to have health care. If you value these things, communism pitching it that way, it sounds appealing. If your primary motivation isn't liberty or something like that you just want to make make sure everyone in the world is fed and communism comes along and says we're going to make sure everyone in the world is fed everyone's taken care of everyone is equal those things sound great it's got a great sales pitch behind it and a lot of people just fall for that sales pitch and don't ever actually think about what consequences it could actually have I think Sarah probably falls into that group she doesn't realize that oh everyone gets free health care and the doctors get a free house she, it doesn't click for her that what she's advocating is actual slavery
0: and stealing and violence
4: in order to achieve that goal of everyone having free health care.
5: Well, can I make one more point really quick? All right. So what's the difference between being a big fat cat communist that can tell whatever, you know, versus a capitalist that employs people, allows people to grow in ranks and make more money with the more knowledge they have. So, They can make more money while the person that runs the business, that's the big capitalist evil man, makes even more money because he has skilled workers that he's paying a good wage that actually want to be there and work. Well, the difference
0: is the control freaks... really just are seeking power. Yeah, so, I was going
2: to say voluntary relationships is the difference.
0: Right. The capitalist that you're describing would be someone who is employing people on a voluntary basis, people who want to come to work, people who want to better themselves, people who want to create whatever product or service that he has put forth as, and you know created whatever factories are, uh, to do. And the, and all those people are interacting on a consensual basis. They can also so- be
2: motivated by the idea that one day they could... Raise up high as high as the person at the top. Not necessarily in the business, but, you know, go create their own business if there's an actual free market. In communism, you don't have any kind of incentive like that to the work issue, that well.
0: No, they assign you to your job.
4: The issue for the communists is that they don't believe that everyone wants to work. They believe that the entire capitalist system is set up to starve them to death if they don't want to work. They blame capitalism for what is inherently a problem with existing in our universe. You have to eat. Mm-hmm. if you want to survive. You have to go out there and hunt things yeah. or forage for and things. And before food
0: banks, you actually had to go and do those things. Now you can just show up and knock on a food bank door and they'll hand you the food.
4: And it's because some people were rewarded for being industrious enough to go out there and collect extra that they, were, they had more than enough and were willing to give it away to people. Right, that's true. But it's not capitalism that's forcing people to work. That's the nature of the universe we live in. If you don't work, you starve to death. And it's only the generosity of other human beings that can ward that off. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live.
5: Free Talk Live.
4: It's Free Talk Live with Aria, Bonnie, and Ian. And you're invited to weigh in share your thoughts and opinions. If you'd like to do that That's 603-283-6160 And we were talking about the Great Reset But that got us into a related conversation about communism And since then we've pretty much just been talking about that Because there's a lot to say about communism A lot of people my age and younger Identify as communists And Actually, now Ugh. that I think about it, I think it's funny that I said they identify as communists because, by and large, they don't even know what a communist is or what a communist believes. Had never read the, uh, the Communist Manifesto. I've read it, but I was at, like 15 years old at the time. It's on my agenda to reread again at some point.
0: Why? I've never read the thing. I don't see any reason why I should. It's curious for from a historical perspective. Okay.
4: But, I mean, uh, Ingalls is a lot better to read than Karl Marx in my opinion mm. and I've and what read did
0: that person right uh,
4: basically the same sort of same sort oh, of okay. thing only instead of writing the communist manifesto as i understand it Engels just wrote a bunch of articles and stuff I like see. that that you know essentially advocated the same ideas he was also the ones who the one who was paying Marx's rent because Marx was a useless phil- <laughs> philosopher who had no useful skills exactly the sort of person you would expect to come up with this idea of you know what i don't have any useful skills but someone should feed me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's go to the phones. We have bad slave calling from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, bad slave.
3: Well, hello there, folks. Um, I the getting back to the uh, stakeholder capitalism is that. Uh, Is that the phrase that you all used?
0: That's the buzzword Um, from World Economic Forum that we were trying to discuss earlier. We still haven't really gotten into what Klaus Schwab's supposed vision for this thing he's been pushing for the last five decades uh, is. Well,
3: you know, uh, truly capitalism reflects, uh, you know, that that everybody has the opportunity for – you know, to apply your, uh, your meritocracy and, uh, uh, individually, uh, you know, or get together with your friends and make a company and produce something and, uh, you, know, and you know, improve your lot. Well, the free and, market uh, is
4: definitely based on merit, right? No one's going to right. pay you more right. money and, to do and, something if you're not any better at it than the next person.
3: So i would I would want to say that uh, anybody that's going to segment off uh, capitalism into its stakeholder uh, nature is likely uh, trying to make a collective of uh, of the rest of us and uh, you know i you know the the fact is is that uh, I think that uh, if as long as stakeholders is, is reflects, you know, everybody that uh, you know is emancipated and on their way, that uh, that they're a member of that. I have no idea what
0: you just said.
4: I, I don't either. Thank you for the best Thank you for the call tonight, best Life. It's unclear at this point what stakeholder capitalism even is, so it's difficult for us to weigh in on it.
0: Well, it seems like a uh, a buzzword. It seems like a jumbled uh, mess of. But, I mean, you know, the description that he gave is basically just what we already have now. No, he hasn't gotten into uh, what his definition of this thing is. But he d- he does talk in his article here uh, that was written in 2019. It's published on a website called project-syndicate.org, written by Klaus Schwab, the creator of the World Economic Forum. And he, he um, an hour ago, when we were talking about this, he was talking about how companies – are signing on to this stakeholder capitalism and just the fact that big mega corporations are signing on to it is you know one reason to to pause and think oh well whatever this is it's probably not free market
2: yeah it's probably not capitalism
0: it's probably well you know i don't even know the problem with it's capitalism this is more corporatism yeah of course it is uh, but it's going to be gussied up with ooh we care well in we c- caring corporatism
2: if corporations are doing it it's not capitalism corporations in- involve
4: this gets into some weird areas where capitalism has a lot of baggage attached to it and I think it's one of the reasons that Ian doesn't describe himself as a capitalist advocate rather he uses
0: free market I'm advocate. a free market advocate yeah I think that uh, I mean look if you you just pull up the definition of capitalism and again that's an important thing when you' whenever you're talking about these things whether it's capitalism communism you got to have the definition out there so you can actually agree with the definition before you can even have a discussion because if you're talking about capitalism, you're probably talking about pure capitalism or an economic system or political system in which countries trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Which is why right?
2: corporate, corporations are not capitalist because but they're using crony crony the state. But then there's crony
0: capitalism where people use the state, as you're saying, Bonnie, in order to benefit themselves at the, at the cost of others.
4: Right? Which I would argue is essentially just fascism.
2: It's just not capitalism. That's just a bad word.
4: But to the average person, Crony capitalism or fascism, however you want to describe it, is what capitalism is the system that we have in the United States. That's what we have today.
2: That's what they believe capitalism is. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I don't, you know, I'm the kind of person who's like, well, if that word has been trashed, then I'm going to go ahead and abandon it. In the same way that I prefer to be called a voluntarist, I'll accept libertarian, but I think voluntarist is a better term because it's more explicit about what I actually believe.
2: Yeah, there was a time I was really annoyed with being called a libertarian because for one thing, somebody we know kept saying, you libertarians, about like everything I I did. But for another uh, reason, just because conservatives think that they're libertarians right now. (laughs) And it's so annoying.
0: Yeah, and uh, as far as uh, the you know the term capitalism is concerned, it's just too, too much preconceived notions, too, much, too sure. much baggage out there, and I don't want to have to I don't want to have to deal with it. I'd rather just say you know I'm in favor of free markets, which means that I can include people who are having a, themselves a commune. You mentioned earlier, Aria, that people can join a commune if they want communism or yeah. far or you know create one if you can't find one to join because you know they tend to fail. Uh, but there are supposedly some communes that have been around since like the 70s or whatever there aren't that many of them but there are some that that still exist so those people have proven that in a voluntary organization they've gotten some sort of semblance of communism to actually work on their little farm and they're happy about it great i think those people should be happy with whatever it is that they want to try and And free to try it yeah and a free market allows for that you know, I don't want to force somebody to be a capitalist. I don't want to force somebody into anything. Let's try different economic, organizational models. Let's let's have an employee-owned business. Let's have a, a you know a shareholder business. Yeah. Let's have a stakeholder. I don't care. Do what you want. On the subject, just don't of, force me into it. Absolutely.
4: On the subject of you know connotations and word baggage and all of that, I understand entirely where you're coming from. And if I want to have a meaningful discussion with someone, or if I just there are times where I don't want to have to deal with all of the baggage of calling myself certain things, right? Mm-hmm. But if I can use that that shocking language to my advantage and sort of exploit it, like calling myself a the Satanist, anarchist, anarchist tranny, or whatever, <laughs> then to me th- there's value in that. Sure, I it see that. It may not necessarily communicate to them what I actually want to say, but it gets yeah. their attention enough where sometimes Maybe they'll pay I can say it.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me share before we go on here. I know we got uh, a couple of people waiting, but I, I want to get this out there. This is their DA- Davos Manifesto. It's what Klaus Schwab summarizes in one sentence. Because I tried to pull up the manifesto and it's in like German or whatever, and I couldn't. You
4: definitely want a manifesto that sounds like it was written by a Dalek and Doctor
0: Who, <laughs> right? The word Davos does sound <laughs> like that, doesn't it? It does. Um, anyway, so they signed this thing at the World Economic Forum, a presumably a bunch of mega corporations or whatever. They say they will show zero tolerance for corruption. Pay their fair share of taxes. That's right there, enough for me to say this is bad. Their fair uh, share of taxes is zero dollars. No, it's whatever the government decides. That's but the that's reality the of it. not fair share. No, I agree with you. There's no such thing as fairness when it comes to taxation, but that's what they mean when they say it. Uphold human rights throughout their global supply chains and advocate for- Well, they're for already not doing that. Com- well, they're saying they're going to. Oh. And advocate for a competitive level playing field and we know what that means
2: you can't have a level playing field like force on society and it be competitive
0: that's a great point and that's what this is whenever they say the term level playing field they mean government mandates government regulations and restrictions in a marketplace
4: yeah it used and exploited to prevent there being a level playing field 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in there's more coming up it's free talk live like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's
2: Aria. It's Bonnie.
4: And Ian. And I want to say thank you to Corey, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Corey has signed up for our new Patreon, which you can find at amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And that's what, essentially what the AMPS program does. So if you like Free Talk Live, you want to help promote it, support it, all of that great stuff, the AMPS program is the best way to do that. It only takes five bucks per month. That gets you in. It does have an amp-only podcast. There's an amp-only chat room on our Matrix server. There's even an amp-only Facebook group. But really, the reason you should join is because you like the show and you want to support it and help it reach a larger audience. All of that awesome stuff. So thank you so much, Corey, for your support of the show. Let's go to the phones. We have Rat Speed calling. You're on Free Talk Live.
7: Hello, everyone. Um, Well, first of all, Bonnie... um, they weren't talking about gay butter. They were talking about ghee butter. See, it's lactose intolerance <laughs> they were trying to, to protect. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I have no idea. You guys,
2: you guys messed <laughs> it. I got it. <laughs> it was funny. What is ghee butter? It's like yeah, it's, a thing in India.
7: Okay. Yeah, it's it's where they take the lactose out of the butter. Anyway, that was a bad joke. Uh, so, yeah, the stakeholder model of capitalism, that reminded me of a couple of things. First of all, that one scene from Network from 1976 where he's basically talking about the world is a business and all of these corporations are fighting for control over business. And so, therefore, he, the guy envisioned a future where uh, people have a stake in the business so basically it's gigantic fascism put together into one monopoly and then that made me think about elon's comments elon musk's talking about how uh government is essentially the world's largest monopoly that has you know uh they're legally sanctioned to use violence and there's no way to get out of it and so Basically, you could look at this idea about, quote-unquote, stakeholder capitalism, a bunch of businesses around the world having a stake in, quote-unquote, the government, being nothing more than one gigantic uh, pseudo— capitalist society but in fact it's actually either fascism or uh uh, communism because there's no way to get out of communism either no one actually owns anything everyone's part of the state
0: it's not clear in this art nothing's clear in this article about uh, stakeholder capitalism like the one thing that seems like the obvious question is Who are the stakeholders? Who are we talking about here? And are we talking about... What I saw from Investopedia was that the stakeholders is pretty much
4: everyone, including customers.
0: But that's ridiculous. I have no stake in uh, private corporations unless I own a a piece of them.
4: Well, if you're a customer, presumably you do in a weird sort of way. I'm trying to think about how to phrase it. Because you, you like that company and you want to give them money because you appreciate their products or you want their products or whatever that gives you
2: some An interest in society having toilet seats or whatever the company's making.
7: Now, now here's a thought is that when I can made their stakeholder model, each country, each domain in other words is quote unquote a stakeholder in the, uh, in the whole propagation of DNS. In other words, the way that I can re, formed itself because you know it used to be
0: one the internet names company. registry is what the uh, exactly. the DNS and, okay
7: and so they have
4: no, I mean a we are doing a lot of model. speculation here about something that yeah. none of us know anything about which is stakeholder yeah. capitalism so let's keep that in mind we can come up with all kinds of analogies to describe it but we have to remember we don't actually know what we're trying to no, describe no and i've
0: got three more paragraphs i can read to you here and oh, then you can absolutely. tell me and you can tell me if it makes anything clearer to you do you want to stay on the line while i do that sure all right yeah, so right. just let's just see if this makes anything clearer because now we're getting into the the quote-unquote meat here so klaus schwab from the world economic forum has already talked about how companies need to be more concerned with uh, uh let's see uh, uh fair paying their fair share of taxes zero tolerance for corruption upholding human rights in their supply chains but he goes on he says but to uphold the principles of stakeholder capitalism all right so this is it this is the principles of it right Companies will need new metrics. For starters, a new measure of, quote, shared value creation, unquote, should include, quote, environmental, social, and governance ESG goals as a complement to standard financial metrics. Fortunately, an initiative to develop a new standard along these lines is already underway, with support from the big four accounting firms and led by the chairman of the International Business Council – Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan. Boy, nothing inspires confidence in me like saying Bank of America is going to be heading up whatever the hell it is. Morality. Uh, Whatever this environmental, social, and governance measure of shared value creation. This is something he thinks is important to this stakeholder capitalism. So that's paragraph one. Next one. Oh, good Lord. The second metric (laughs) that needs to be adjusted is executive remuneration. That means payment. Okay, thank you. Since the 1970s, executive pay has skyrocketed, mostly to align, he puts that in quotes, management decision-making with shareholder interests. In the new stakeholder paradigm, salaries should instead align with the new measure of long-term shared value creation. Is this clear to anyone yet? (laughs) Okay, final paragraph. It's
4: increasingly unclear.
0: Finally, he says, large companies should understand that they themselves are major stakeholders in our common future. That's the first time he said anything about who the stakeholders are. Clearly, all companies should still seek to harness their core competencies and maintain an entrepreneurial mindset. But they should also work with other stakeholders to the government. Yeah, uh, to improve the state of the world in which they're operating. In fact, this latter proviso should be their ultimate purpose.
7: So, do you want like to make
4: an analogy to describe stakeholder capitalism now, Rat Speed?
7: Right now, that math animated GIF meme is going through my mind. Like I'm <laughs> trying to calculate all of this. It makes no <laughs> sense. However. But I am I looked up the definition of shared value creation, and it's a business term. apparently it, it's uh, creating shared value is the practice of creating economic value in a way that also creates value for society by addressing its needs and challenges it's
0: It's a business term it's, but it's against one of those things yeah. like with communism is like who decides how does right. how do, who decides what the value for society That's, is? Apparently yeah, Bank of America saying. CEO Brian Moynihan will. Well,
4: if there's someone I trust to decide what is good for society, I'm with it, you. It's definitely Bank of America. It,
7: it sounds like what this is doing is they're trying to look at creating the future of a one world government to, to be in the model of a corporate stakeholder business. In other words, one massive corporation. That's what it sounds like to me.
4: It sounds to me like you basically just did the same thing that the other guy here just threw out a bunch of buzzwords. I mean, we still don't know yeah. what they mean by stakeholder capitalism. No, it's one not clear. One world government.
2: Sounds like from what Ratspeed got out of it, it's making me think just one world government created by a, you know a bunch of companies...
4: Yeah, like where
7: the peasants, you know, they buy and sell and trade everything that the corporations tell them they want and the corporations are part of a larger uh, national economic system where all of these nations are stakeholders in this massive corporation. Yeah, but that's what we uh, have
0: uh, now. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to really discern (laughs) why this is in any way different than the current corporate, you know, mega structure that we have here today.
4: But they're describing it as different and not just different. A massive leap step leaps forward. This is what humanity needs in order to survive in the long term. 603 283 6160, if you want to weigh in on this. I, I still, I'm not even sure what we're talking about. What is this idea they have? The fact it's the a great
0: they- reset. Isn't it great?
4: Free Talk Live with Aria, Bonnie, and Ian, and you can weigh in 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. And we've been talking a lot tonight about how individuals generally know what is better for themselves than than any sort of governmental organization or any sort of corporation or honestly any sort of aid agency. The individuals out there in Bomet and Khalifi counties in Kenya. With for whom we're raising money with Go Give Directly, they know what's best for themselves far more than this human rights organization out of Europe or this charity in the United States knows what is best for them. Sure, it's good for them to get that package of food or whatever, but they know what they actually need because they're there on the ground living their lives. And that's what Give Directly allows you to do. Give money directly to these families who need help because they've been dealing with droughts and famine and all manner of poverty war all all of that crap for who knows how long and this is happening in Kenya right now and you can help by going to give.freetalklive.com where we're matching your donations up to $30,000 so if you're feeling generous this holiday season and you agree with this idea that the individual is best suited to meet their own wants and needs when they have the resources to do that than distant aid organizations then check out give directly again all of that's happening at give free talk you can help people this holiday season
0: yeah i really like everything i've heard about what they do i do too
4: because i mean it's one of the most libertarian ideas ever for a charity It's like that's what we're all about is giving someone help so that they can solve their own problems rather than trying to give them a solution that will be a one-size-fits-all for everyone which is what governments attempt to do and that's one of the reasons we argue government can't work and why socialism and communism can't work because these these deciders, these ones making the decisions on how many boots they need to manufacture or how many how many chickens they need to kill. They, they don't have that information they need to make those decisions. Nope. So we have David calling from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Yeah, I have all that uh, here in New Mexico, the drought, the famine, the pestilence. Just send your money here. Save time. And um, so you have a job. Anytime anytime I doubt you... that.
2: You have a job, yeah, have a David. Job. Then I don't bon, understand bon, what your what, problem what, is.
9: Bon, Bonnie, hey, Bonnie, Bonnie. It was supposed to be funny. Dude, so that we, was the but, lamest you know, joke just sounded I've heard. Pathetic.
4: It did.
2: Well, and he you know, did say that know, before. You know what,
9: Joe? what? I didn't hear you, Bonnie.
2: He did say that before. He said I had to walk five miles one time to get water. Send me <laughs> the money. <laughs>
0: By choice.
9: Hey, hey, you know what? I got, I got, a, I got a better idea. I wrote something about you guys today. Let me read it to you. Okay. I can't wait. It, Where did, uh, you pl-
0: did this get published? Somewhere? Or is this like in your diary?
9: <laughs> so it, it's just in my diary. I take the little key and I unlock it, and then I open it up. Let me scroll down to see well, if I can find Well, Then you're doing
0: better t- than the
4: families in Kalifi and Bomet counties in Kenya. So I, I would suggest people yeah. just stick with Gibbs. Live. Here's what. Here's here's
9: what here's what I wrote. This just in David, no form hold, of- hold on
4: David I'm so tempted to just put you on hold and drop the call before you can do it I'm not <laughs> going to do it I just want you to know I am showing that restraint <laughs>
9: thank thank, thank you. So you thanks for playing into what you'll hear what you'll hear here all right yeah, let's hear it free talk live free talk live uh, interruption with talk over hijack the call by making a separate point before the caller has even finished two sentences of their point then mute them when they don't submit to your hijack of the call then you bring them back and immediately hang up on them the second you don't like what they're saying and uh, I, I inserted uh, this is fcc legal candy ass bitches uh, then you talk s about them and criticize oh, bring the screen up. criticize what you thought they were saying when what you think they were saying is not at all what they were trying to say. Boy, you've never had a
0: chance to express yourself on this show that's for it, sure I, i'm not
9: talking about i didn't say that I, n- nowhere in the notes that i read does it say i never got a chance to express myself on the show i'm just reading to you what i wrote down observations that i made when i when i analyzed your 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 communication style yeah, all i and hear is complaining
0: you're, you're, about getting interrupted and so on and so forth and
9: bonnie bonnie is just a mouth with no brain behind it but they it's just a call a in for to David
2: it, to, we all have to be silent for David to just give a monologue every time he calls. <laughs> it's not a, you know, a two-way conversation.
0: Right, and it's no, not like David no, can no, call every be, single night of yeah, this show. How many calls do you every, think you've made to Free Talk Live over the last, I don't know, what's it been? Every single night? Seven how, years? How many, how many-
9: how many calls on a weeknight have I made in the last, say, three or four months? I have no idea, but it's a lot. You're
4: welcome, well, listeners.
9: That, that's it's right. Thanks for proving your ignorance, Ian. Thanks for proving your ignorance. You have no idea. About <laughs> I don't what have you're a journal about. where
4: I'm. David, I have It's a, not. I, it's not- David, I have listen, a quick question. You, you're,
9: you're actually proving. You're, why should I yield to your question? You don't You don't yield to other people's questions. Because
4: my question and, is and, related to your complaint. And it's not, I, don't want to, I don't even want to enter. Okay, David, <laughs> <laughs> you're on hold now. Uh, when I screened your call tonight, you said one word. I recognize your voice immediately. Mm-hmm, I mean, right. we, we have this we down to a is. science because, yeah. as we pointed out, you do call all the time. You just yep. said a single word. That word wasn't
0: complaints. It was communism. You said you wanted to talk about communism. I think David needs to go on a date with Sarah. I mean, if he wants to talk communism, who better to uh, just go have some dinner, buy her dinner because she can't afford it, and, uh, you know, take her out. You guys live in the same area. They do. And this is the issue that we
4: have with your calls, David, is that you want to. You, as Bonnie said, you just want to have a monologue about whatever you want to say, and you don't want to actually have a discussion. This is why you called and said your conversation topic was communism and not complaining. And then started complaining. <laughs> yeah, and then just immediately started complaining. You can say we're the problem here. You can believe that all you want, but I'm just saying... Communication is supposed to be two-way, and
0: right. you Most radio something- stations, and David's actually called about this in the past, have banned him from calling <laughs> their stations. So we're literally the only show that actually lets him call in, and he still complains.
4: So, David, do you, ha- do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah,
9: that's actually not even true. And oh, really? actually, I like your, I'd like your listeners to uh, note that you, you, the script that I read to you, you actually just followed it. Exactly what stations are, are you on-
0: allowed to call <laughs> in <laughs> there, Albuquerque? There you go.
9: Um, uh, in Albuquerque, yeah. uh, I was just on Kiva before I called you, the, the station that carries your oh, program. Oh, I thought Eddie, Eddie banned you
0: from calling. Didn't you complain about Eddie before the program director and owner of how many, Kiva? How many, many years, how many years ago
9: was that? I don't know. I, I'm glad to hear you patched it up. Ago. So I'm you par- patched I'm it par- up with Eddie. Good for you. Yeah. And, and, and you... But yeah yeah so any anyway there's no problem there at the moment if he okay. gets upset with me again then you know maybe maybe he will ban me and then maybe he won't and then and then he'll let me back on again How many stations
0: sort of, have all... you been banned from yeah. though in the last you well, know 10 years Well from from the
9: um well, you guys are facing some charges right Uh remember those charges that KUNM with their private police force yep, brought against you Yeah they had you arrested and, and, <laughs> yeah, Well actually, I remember. actually they didn't have me arrested actually they wrote me a summons But uh, the remember, I defeated them because Mm -hmm. what they were doing was illegal. And so I let them I let them play it out in court, knowing that they would lose the entire time. And they played it out and spent tens of thousands of dollars of your tax money, Americans, especially those in New Mexico. And uh, and they lost as I knew that they we
0: and you called in and told us all about it. Yes, but they did, in fact, ban you from calling them.
9: Yeah. So. So. Anyway, you've succeeded in making my point. When aren't I read aren't you banned this, this, from KKOB as well? No. Not. No. Not all of it. About half of it. Okay. Not the so other, a bunch oh, that, of the that's shows. Funny. That's a. That's a good story. That's a good story right there. The program director.
4: Wow. That's a great call, David. Thank you so much for the call tonight. I mean, we're we're never going to get to communism at this rate. And look, if you want to complain about Free Talk Live, clearly we'll give you almost an entire segment in which to do it. Just. Let us know that's what you want to do when you call the show, and don't just like outright lie to us and say you want to talk about communism. Well, he read his little poem his mind, about Free Talk Live. But yeah, he planned that. I mean, yeah. He, yeah, he wrote yeah. this out in advance. So. It
0: sounded kind of like a poem, but no, I don't think it was.
2: Poems don't have to rhyme. True. He <laughs> a little poem in his diary about how mad he was. <laughs> but if
0: it doesn't rhyme, it's really, I don't know, it's not that poetic.
4: Well, he also, showed, he
2: also showed his joke telling skills at the beginning of the. Yeah. Uh, segment so he
4: often does it he like leads with a joke and it falls flat and then everybody's just like <laughs> it's on your mind tonight so at least he wasn't ranting about the gay nazi lesbian jews or whatever the ones who banned him from that radio station mm. in the first place that 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in preferably not just to complain about us but you know that's what we do here we let you share your thoughts and opinions there's more coming up it's free talk live Free Talk Live, where we're giving away a Bitbox here on New Year's Eve. And if you don't know what that is, that is a hardware wallet for holding cryptocurrency. Unlike other wallets, though, the Bitbox is 100% open source, which helps it to avoid some of the problems that other hardware wallets have. And if you want a chance to win one, all you have to do is is join the Amps program at amps.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P-S dot com. And on New Year's Eve on an episode of Free Talk Live, Freer Talk Live, excuse me, that's the after show. It'll be beginning around 10.30 p.m. We're going to select one of our amplifiers at random and hook them up with one of these bit boxes. So if you want to get a chance to win one of these, that's amps.freetalklive.com. Really, the reason you should join is because you want... You know, I mean the chance of winning one isn't as high as it was last time. Last time it was almost a little over 5%, I think. You've got more competition on this one, so don't sign up for the Amps program at the hopes of winning this thing or whatever. Sign up because you like the show and you want to support it. And maybe, just maybe, get a nice little bonus. That's amps.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about the Great Reset here, and there was so much to say about it and communism, and we tried to get into what they're even describing as stakeholder capitalism and it's just a word salad that mm-hmm. didn't make anything even any clearer and i'm always concerned when the world economic forum or whatever organization comes us and says hey we have a plan to redesign everything to make everything better but when they can't even describe their plan it makes me a little bit more nervous
0: yeah and the people who are involved in the plan are companies like walmart and bank of america also true, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah.
4: Bank of America, probably one of the most evil institutions in the United States.
0: Yeah, they're definitely a massive uh, institution that has, I don't know, a couple trillion dollars worth of uh, assets or something ridiculous like that under their control. And we're supposed to believe that these people are looking out for our best interests? I don't buy it.
4: And almost all of that money stolen from the American people via inflation and that sort of thing, where they just create money out of thin air because they're Bank of America and they're allowed to do that.
0: Well, if you want to, we can go back to the story we started with, which was from news.bitcoin.com, because we got into Klaus Schwab's opinion, uh, what this whole... Uh, what was it called? Uh, Stakeholder capitalism. His buzzwords, and he didn't really make anything clear for us. After we, I think we we should because at least Bitcoin.com will make sense. Yes. So there is apparently even a Great Reset.com website now that claims that the lockdowns helped reduce global emissions. Right now, says, uh, quote, right now, this is from the website, we have a small window of opportunity to reset and shape the future we want, the website explains.
2: Even if they helped um, reduce global emissions, I feel like there's a lot more trash on the ground.
0: Yeah. Have you seen all the uh, the masks everywhere? Yeah, it's disgusting. The it gloves. is so gross.
2: I feel like they probably had to produce more masks and gloves. Am I, am I right in saying Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So... They just produce more plastic crap.
4: It's disturbing to... I'm really glad that I taught my dog, leave it as early as I did, because Mm. when I walk her through the town of Keene, I'm constantly, leave it, leave it, Mm. because there's masks everywhere.
0: In October of 2020, the IMF, International Monetary Fund, that's a trustworthy group. Oh, yeah, that's uh, Bank of America and all sorts of other the international worst of the worst banks. banks yeah. Yeah. Uh, managing director in Washington, D.C., Kristalina Georgieva, called for a new Bretton Woods moment. You know who Bretton Woods is, right? Mm. It was the gold
4: standard agreement that collapsed in 1973. No, it wasn't. It was what replaced the use of the gold standard. Yeah, they wanted to destroy the gold standard,
0: right? And they uh, met in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, I believe, is where that took place. It's like a super resort kind of location.
4: Well, that worked
2: out so well for the value of the dollar. Well,
0: the solution they
2: had also
4: fell apart in the mid 80s, didn't it? Didn't the Bretton Woods agreement itself I don't fall know. apart.
0: I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know it was a bunch of bankers meeting in, you know, in a uh, a big hotel. Just in like new they did Hampshire. when they wrote the Federal Reserve Act in yeah. the first place. But they, they want a new one now. So, she says, "Once again, we face two massive tasks: to fight the crisis today and to build a better tomorrow." People who do not, according to Bitcoin.com, trust the world governments and the global elite, believe the Great Reset agenda is meant to reboot the economy in a forceful and immoral fashion. The anti-Great Reset crowd believes the initiative has been planned by the elite for years, and COVID-19 and the following lockdowns were some of the tipping points to get it started. Theorists further believe the so-called climate crisis in COVID-19 will give the elite the opportunity to deploy extreme lockdown policies, destroy the economy, and remove the idea of property ownership alongside enforced surveillance, capitalism, and forced vaccinations. And we're seeing most of these things happen already. Yeah, those aren't conspiracies. Right. I mean, right now, you've got forced vaccinations coming to Austria. They are mandating that everyone get a vaccine uh, vaccine in Austria. Uh, We're seeing, of course, you know... uh, COVID wait are quarantine? they
2: mandating that everyone get a vaccine or everyone who doesn't have a vaccine just has to stay at home
0: no uh that's what they're doing right now but by february they are saying everyone must be vaccinated wow
4: there were a few places i believe that said everyone had to be vaccinated or start getting fines but i i can't remember austria is oh, that, that one. was okay yeah
0: Uh, So, but going on here, the uh, journalist James Dellingpole believes the Great Reset Initiative is a coup by the global elite and the plan is being deployed worldwide. It can't possibly be a coup. The global elite is already in charge. Even the web portal opendemocracy.net published an article that states, quote, conspiracy theories aside, there's something fishy about the Great Reset. The national broadcaster of the UK, the British Broadcasting Corporation. Hold on,
2: just saying there's something fishy about the Great Reset, but wanting to distance yourself from conspiracy theorists is so stupid. I hate that people have created a bad connotation with the word conspiracy theorists. All that means is that you're thinking there might be something fishy about this. That's all. So, like, you're distancing yourself from that word, or two words, Well, you know, being the definition of that word, so stupid
0: the bbc says the great reset initiative was hijacked by conspiracy theories and the initiative was simply drafted in june of 2020 quote in june 2020 the prince of wales and the head of the annual davos summit launched an initiative calling for the pandemic to be seen as a chance for what they called a great reset of the global economy said the bbc well that's not suspicious at all no that's extremely suspicious
4: (laughs) i mean that's Dick Cheney levels of evil. Hey, there's this horrible thing happening. How can we exploit it for our
0: own benefit? See, it can't be a... See, the BBC is basically arguing that, oh, it can't be a conspiracy. They're planning it in the open. The Reuters report... I mean, that, but it's still a conspiracy. Well, you Wait, have to be in secret to uh, conspire.
4: Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I did not know that.
0: The uh, Reuters report further adds that illegitimate reporting on social media has fueled the conspiracy theories. Quote, this is from Reuters, social media users shared photographs of letters addressed to Dutch finance minister, whoever, uh, the foreign minister of trade, saying they had been leaked. However, the leaked letters are in fact invitations to the 51st World Economic Forum annual meeting, which were released by the Dutch cabinet in response to an MP's request. So the issue
4: here is that these weren't leaked. They were officially released. And that's what makes it
0: untrue. The fact-checking articles published by the BBC and Reuters and others don't discuss some of the old material concerning the Great Reset that has been published by the WEF and other media outlets. BBC's article does delve into Klaus Schwab's book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. Schwab is, of course, the founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum. And uh, there's a tweet here they cite from Crypto Alchemist 7 on Twitter. He says, replying to BBC News, in your article, you missed out on the bit where Klaus Schwab said you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Can you explain this a little bit? <laughs> like the BBC didn't talk about that. Shocking. And that's something that actually goes back for years. That's not a new statement from the World Economic Forum. Uh, Professor does does speak about a wealth tax and ending fossil fuel subsidies, the BBC author says, but the scope is huge, covering technology, climate change, the future of work, international security, and other themes, and it's difficult to see precisely what the Great Reset might mean in practice. So even the BBC admits that they don't even really know what the Great Reset is, but it's not what those conspiracy theorists think.
2: Why would we decide we're going to listen to somebody like Klaus Schwab who is an old rambling man to recenter the the way the world works? We already have that. Because well, I he...
0: wouldn't decide that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't either. Well,
0: they think that he's important because he's teamed up with people like Bank of America and Walmart and all these politicians. Nobody and... can
2: even understand what he's saying. That's by design. That, that That's just
0: a way for them to
4: obfuscate things, to confuse us, so we think that things are improving as they take away our ability to own things and our ability to travel and exercise rights. We huh. think that we're giving it up for a wonderful, beautiful change that's untested, but it's going to be great. They've thought about it a whole lot, and it's going to work just fine. For
2: 50 years.
4: But when you're a libertarian going, you know, we could just try being free, they go, oh, no, we've never tried that. We don't know what would happen. But when it's one of these talking heads, they're totally fine with it.
0: They say that the article about the you'll own nothing and you'll be happy has been scrubbed from the World Economic Forum site, but it still exists on Forbes. so You can still find it.
4: Scrubbing it from the memory. We're out of time for tonight. You can chat with us in the meantime on our chat server. That's chat.freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow.